God bless you. Go ahead and be seated in Jesus' name. Again, we're so glad that you had opportunity to come and be with us this morning. Looking forward to receiving a tremendous message from the throne of God. And I have the joy and opportunity to introduce to you uh, my son. Listen, this boy been been my son all his life. <laughs> Ain't that something? And uh, we counted a tremendous uh, blessing for him to be able to come and be with us. Uh, when I had my little situation incident the other months, uh, several months ago, uh, all of them wanted to get up and come right away. <laughs> See about their daddy. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but I'm grateful, thankful uh, Carlin has a chance to be with us this morning. Now, he, he was talking back in the office to me and Barb. He was saying the message was about three and a half hours, but uh, oh, no. Uh, but we'll, we'll just see how we'll go see how. To, did you pack a lunch? Well, we got some pan, Panera. If you if you feel a little struggle, just walk on back there and get a little something. Come on. <laughs> uh, 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 you going to introduce Brandy? Cause you have to tell. Cause she, how long y'all been married? Cause I don't ask guys. How many? Four and a half years. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> so so here's my son. Carlin Lamont Scott. Read him. Amen. got to say uh, to conference call people, uh, thank you for being on this morning. We're going to have an excellent time, and thank you for those of you watching on YouTube. We bless you and uh, believe that you receive tremendously, tremendously today in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, go, son, go. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Welcome, everybody. God bless you. Um, greetings from Houston, Texas, where it's never snowing. Amen. <laughs> So uh, first, I want to thank the great Reverend Doctor, my mom, uh, for having me and letting me come here and help them out and share with you guys and for teaching me and training me up in the way I should go. Of course, I didn't really go that way until a couple of years ago, <laughs> but I finally got there. <laughs> and uh, next, I want to introduce the best thing that ever happened to me next to Jesus Christ. That's my wife. Would you please stand? My wife, Brandy Scott. Shoot, what was supposed to be? Oh, okay. All right. Got thrown off for a minute, and her mother's here. Good to see you, Ms. Ford. All right. So uh, thanks, everybody, for coming out. And uh, as wonderful as I think I am, I'm very sure that you all just came to hear from the Holy Spirit, you know. So... Um, Let's all pray and invite them in so we can go ahead and get started on this marathon eight-hour message. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, loving us, for keeping us, for blessing us, for protecting us, and, of course, for giving us for all of our sins that we know we've committed and that we don't know we've committed. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your love. And I pray that I decrease and you increase and that these, your people, will hear what it is that you have for them individually, specifically, and collectively. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So um, let's just jump right into it. 
Um, the title of the message is, oh, uh, um, oh, there we go. All right. So the title of the message today is, it's all about the money. Um, now, how much are the CDs? Oh, man. So I, I, can't, I can't get a cut off for free. <laughs> well, um, you definitely going to want to get a CD because I'm not going to go slow. Um, I'm not going to back up because I don't come here a lot. So I'm going to just give you everything I have. You're not going to be able to write it all down. You might can take a couple pictures of the slides, but we'll make them available to you. Um, but I mean, I mean, really, I mean, I spent the last three days trying to cut it down. And I just, I, I cut as much as I could out, but it's still about 40 slides. So we're just going to slide straight on through them. <laughs> um, my immediate scripture text is found in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. A feast is made for laughter. And of course, Solomon, um, who was David's um, son, who was one of the richest men, who was the richest man that ever was, and God told him he was the richest man and the wisest man that ever would be. So there's no, um, it's, it's not a, um, it's no mistake that the wisest man ended up being the richest man. And this is one of the things that he said. A feast is made for laughter, and you know, so it's, all, so it's cool to go out and eat with your friends and have a good time. And wine maketh merry for some people, but money answereth some things. Money answereth all things. You know, now, I didn't put that in the Bible, it's been there. Money answereth all things, and some of us know it to be true, because a lot of us have some things in our lives that only money can get there, and if you don't have money, then they just not going to be there, no matter how bad you want it, how bad you think you deserve it, you know, you're not going to get it unless you can pay for it, no matter how good you are, how bad you are, how righteous you are, how saved, how forgiven, you won't have it unless you have the money to pay for it. Um, so... Also, um, I, I got about six, six scriptures that we're going to use to lay the foundation. Um, this is found in the, in the New Testament, the Gospel according to John, chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not, but these are the only reason the thief, Satan, comes. And that's to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if you got any... Death, death, or destruction in your life, it's a result of Satan. Plain and simple. You know, it, it, it baffles me how people say God took somebody out of their life. You know, or you'll see a social media post saying, you know, God, why did you let this happen? You know, I mean, it just shows people that just don't understand their relationship and authority with Christ. Jesus said, because this was in red, if you got a red letter edition of the Bible, he said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So money is answer of all things. And Jesus came. His purpose 
was for us to have life more abundantly. So there are some things in your life in different areas that are not more abundant than Jesus is the source of that. And it should be that we all have life more abundantly in every area of life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God, this is Paul speaking, which is our God, if you believe in Christ, shall supply all. Now, there's a lot of alls in these scriptures. So it's plain and simple. You don't have to deductively reason what areas and what it's supposed to be. Paul said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His riches and glory is simply souls being saved. So what God needs and what God considers rich are souls being saved. All right. So now I'm laying these pillars so we all got to stack them all together because that's what this is building up on. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. All things are of God who hath consoled, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed to us the word of reconciliation. Basically, getting right with God. Now then, since we're able to get right with God, we are ambassadors, which basically means we're a representative of Christ, as through God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead that ye be made right to God. So basically, being an ambassador, um, being a representative, you know, you go to Best Buy, the people come up, come up to you in the blue shirts, they represent Best Buy. You go to Home Depot, the people come up to you in the orange aprons, they represent Home Depot. If you want something from Home Depot, you ask the people in the orange aprons. And if you go to Best Buy, you want something from Best Buy that you can't find, you ask the people who represent Best Buy in the blue shirts. If the world needs something from Christ, one, they ought to recognize us as Christians. So we should be reconciled and set apart from the world for them to be able to come up to us and say, hey, clearly you have abundant life. All things are answered in your life, and I need that. So I'm going to come to you to find out how I can get what it is that you have and what God has for me. Hope that made some sense. But how can we represent God if we broke? That's a misrepresentation. If you show up for a job that requires you to wear certain things and you don't wear it, you can lose your job. You can see signs in a restaurant, no, no sagging, you know, or in, 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 in your employee handbook, 
it'll say, you got to tuck in your shirt. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> you know, you got to wear the company shirt no matter how it fits on you. You know, um, and, and so a part of our Christian walk and a part of our representing Christ is abundant life and having all our needs supplied. And so if that's not happening, we need to fix that in our own lives so that we can do what it is that everybody in this room is called to do. Once you get saved, your top priority in life is to get other people saved. Everything else should be second. Now we're going to go back to the basics. I had to cut out nine of the Ten Commandments. I wanted to go through them all. But we're going to do like one and a half. <laughs> the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 1 through 3. I guess you can have time to look, look that up. I don't have a clock. So, oh, so what time? Are, so I've been up. Okay, okay, all right. Cool, cool, all right. Awesome. I am the Lord thy God. The book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 1. I am the Lord thy God, which hath brought thee out of the land of Egypt, which was slavery and bondage, out of the house of bondage, and thou shalt, this is the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God saying, I'm the one who came and got you out of jail. Did nobody else do it? It wasn't a lawyer. We was locked up, prisoners for life, bondage from sin and ignorance and the, and the sin of ignorance. God said, I'm the one who came and got you out. And so because of that, that you shall have no other gods before me. Now, let's look in our lives personally, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or admit it, but do we have any other gods that are in a higher priority than he is, than our relationship with him? Where your money goes, where your time goes, where your thoughts go, where your time goes, where your time goes, where your time goes, where you invest the most, because time is the only thing that we cannot get back. We all get 24 hours in a day. What you do with them is up to you. But how much of it do we give to him, honestly, without sharing it with nobody else? If I want to spend time and talk to my wife, it bothers me if she's looking on her phone while I'm trying to talk to her. Because now I'm splitting it. She's sharing it, you know. And I cry, stump, try to grab the phone, tell her to quit. <laughs> All right, let's keep on moving before I get in trouble. Now, here's another scripture. All right, the book of Deuteronomy. And then this is the law. Um, but thou shalt remember the Lord your God. One, he led us out of bondage. Two, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth. Why? Not just for you can go floss, 
but it's that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is today. So now this is another scripture saying that you should be rich. Money answers all things. Life should be abundant. I'll supply all your needs, but it's for this same purpose so that he may establish his covenant. You can have the money, but what you going to do with it? Luke chapter 16, verse 10. We're running through. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. This is where the lines begins to be drawn in the sand. A lot of people try to spiritualize mismanaging God's money. He knows my heart. He does. Do you know your heart? He said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. What you sow, you shall reap. Period. So if you, okay, we don't have to tithe, so we won't be under the curse, but I'm trying to find the best illustration that I could. If Brother Gerald, if I say I'm going to give you $1,000 a week, all I need you to do is spend $100 on watching my dog. I need you to feed him, water him. Make, make sure you got the water fresh and he don't get out the yard. You can keep the $900 and do whatever you want to do with it. Oh, I'm going out of town. I need you to wash the dog and feed the fish. I come back in town. Dog all messy. Fish tank cloudy. Three of them dead. Dog skinny. Tied all up in his chain. But the money gone. All thousand dollars. So I go back and say, man, brother, what happened? Well, 500 went to the car note, 450 went to insurance. I had to eat. So the next time I go out of town, am, am I going to give him another thousand dollars? Because he didn't handle the business that I asked him to handle. And I thought the offer was generous. Right? Now, if you thank God for giving you a job, if you thank God for blessing your company and your business, then you say to him when you're thanking him that it's he is your source, he's your supplier. So he gave you those customers. He gave you that check. He said, all I want you to do is use this 10% for what I need you to do. If you don't have your own church, sow it into my church so that this church can reach the people and you can keep the 90%. Now, I'm not asking you to show a, a, a show of hands, but have you been doing it? Because establishing God's covenant, reconciling the world to him is sowing into the church so that the church can do it. Because money answers all things. Yes. The light bill, money answers it. Yes. 
the land contract, the tax bill, the carpet cleaning, the supplies, the toilet tissue, the water bill, the, the sound equipment. You know, when you go to Best Buy to buy some CDs, you're like, shoot, we doing the work of God. We healing people. We touching people. They like $23.99. <laughs> That's the awesome work that you're doing. Your total is $23.99. So we need to sow into the kingdom of God to establish that covenant. Now, a, a, a covenant is you got your part and I got my part. God said, I'm going to handle everything. Your part is, at the very least, have no other gods before me. I want to be number one in your life. And further in that scripture, he said, he is jealous. His name is jealous. So, you know, we, let, let's say we go to a Christmas party or a function or something. I'll, I'll buy my wife a new car. She running around going everywhere and not spending no time with me. When she bring the car home, it's on E. That's the only reason why she brought it home, because it's on E. <laughs> I fill it up, give her $500 for some pocket change. She run out the door. Blow that car up. You know what I'm saying? This, you know, <laughs> that's jealous. You know, you, you at the party and she dancing with everybody else but you. You standing over in the corner. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, God is saying, I brought you out of bondage. I gave you all. I healed you. You can turn on the news. It's people whose houses to get broke, broke into. People run red lights all the time. People just wake up sick. I've gotten up and just couldn't walk. I mean, just crazy stuff happening. It's God's, his, his grace and his mercy. Not because of anything that we've done or we earned. And I apologize on behalf of the church if you think that you special and you think that God blessed you because you were special. You ain't special. I ain't special either. I wanted to be. I thought I was. But the only reason we get blessed, have any kind of health, have any kind of peace, or any good thing in our life is only because he loves us. There is nothing that you can do for God to bless you. God don't need your help. <laughs> He spoke and created the earth. He spoke and created the world. Like that conversation he had with, I think, Job. He tried to get mad at God, and God was like, whoa, where was you at when I hung the stars? Where was you at? Speak up. I can't hear you. Y'all don't want to have them conversations with God. Okay, let's keep going because we got about 80 more slides. All right. Excuse me. How do you rate or evaluate where you are in your life today? Five major areas that should be on your vision. God said write the vision and make it plain. So it should be outlined 
with these categories. What do you want in your spiritual life, your physical life, your family life, your money life, and your work life? Those are two different areas. How does God say, how does what God says about you compare to your current situation? Now, so before we looked at what's actually going on right now, okay? So what's going on in your life spiritually? Do you have peace? Really? You know, there are nine fruit of the spirit. I'm not going to sit here and try to name them because I'm probably not going to get them all. What is joy, peace, health, long-suffering? You know, I'm lacking in that one. Tolerance, clearly lacking in that one. You know, <laughs> and it's a couple of more. But if you look at all nine things, I think it's Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. If, if, if you look at the nine fruit of the Spirit, how many of those do you have in your life more abundantly? Honestly. Now, that's something for you to look up. And analyze Galatians chapter 5, verse 23, or just look up the fruit of the Spirit. And then compare with your family life, you know. And um, <laughs> we all have choices in life, you know. And I was serious, you know, next, next month I'll be 43. And, I mean, I really, really, like, just got my life together. <laughs> Or at least headed in the right direction, at least. <laughs> Just recently. So some of us, you know, it takes a little longer. <laughs> you know, some of us got to go before the throne. You know, there's only God that can do it. You know, in all different kind of areas of our lives. So make sure we look at that. Prisoners, slaves, slaves, and athletes. Um, <laughs> which one are we, right? Um, so basically, um, there are some people who work for sport and some people who get paid to work. You know, if you, people end up going to jail. You know, I was riding around yesterday at some of the old places I used to be and thinking of some of the old things I used to do. And it is amazing to me how I used to think that doing illegal things was a shortcut to being rich. But at the same time, you end up losing your freedom and all your money. You know, I ended up in jail for doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing. So stuff, stuff, stuff I know I shouldn't have been doing. But anyway, back to prisoners. So, so now, I'm in jail, can't drink soda, pizza, all kinds of really, can't drive, can't have no girlfriends, you, you know, all, all, that's gone. And then got to work all day, every day for about 30 cents a week. <laughs> have to. There's no, no choice. You, you got to eat what they say you got to eat. You got to wear what they say you got to wear. But, but for some reason, you know, I thought I was getting over. When instead of buying other stuff, selling it that was illegal, you can buy shoes wholesale, mark them up, walk around, sell them in the barbershop, the beauty line. You, you're free. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen nobody run up on nobody and rob them from 10 pairs of shoes. You know, well, y'all know what I'm talking about. 
And slaves, you know, some people just don't get paid for what they had to do, you know. So let's look at this story. Um, well, first let's define what bondage is, because he, through his reconciliation, um, set us apart from bondage. He delivered us from bondage, which is why we should have no other gods before him. Uh, bondage is defined as slavery or involuntary servitude. Um, it's the state of being bound or subjected to some external power or control. The state or practice of being physically restrained as by being tied up, chained, or ha, put in handcuffs. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. There was a lot of them. They started having babies and kids. Now there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph the Lord. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. I didn't want to make this a... Um, Well, I'm not. <laughs> I wasn't going to go into this whole black thing. But, you know, even if you look at it as a spiritual thing, the children of Israel are more than mightier than we. Come on, in verse 10, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also with our enemies and fight against us, and we'll lose. So let's get them up out of the land. <laughs> Things happen in chapter 6. So here's a time saver. I'm not going to go through all the things. And so Moses, the deliverer, was talking to, talking to the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I've made you a God to Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. So... Instead of trying to put this in a whole bunch of other terms, let's just break it down to where it matters, to me, to you, personally, and individually. There are some things, okay, so let's say 10 or 15 years ago, or just a long life period, there are some things that has us in bondage. It might not be as much as it used to be. You know, alcohol, drugs, Gambling, food, all kind of stuff that we know we shouldn't be doing. And it has us in bondage. Shopping. Because <laughs> y'all was, look, was looking at me like, well, that ain't me. <laughs> okay. Shopping. You know, some people gambling. Um, some married people doing some stuff they shouldn't be doing. I'm looking at the screen. Some married people thinking about some stuff they should. They would. Bondage, whatever it is. Yeah. Everybody has some form of bondage in their lives. Like mine right now is soda, bread, pasta, dressing, <sighs> ribs. I mean, lock, chain, <laughs> bondage, you know. I, can't get free, you know, but we, I know I should be out there walking them laps, you know, but the bed just got me in bondage. I don't get up until I got to leave, you know. No, I should be getting up an hour and a half earlier. 
So we all got some area of bondage that we're struggling with. You know, you see them shoes, and it's like, I got to have them. I need them, you know, because they're the only ones that match. <laughs> then you got to get a jacket to match the shoes. Bondage. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Moses was like, man, you know, complaining again. And God told him, say, hey, see, I've made you a God to Pharaoh now. So now, because of all the stuff that we just read, now you're actually in charge of your life now. You have, we have the power to overcome any form of bondage in our lives. Ain't up to nobody else. I can't tell you how many. <laughs> I, 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 done, I done bought workout outfits. <laughs> DVDs, playlists, waterproof headphones. If you don't put that stuff on and get out on that track, that scale ain't going to budge in the right direction. I done bought salad that just went bad in the refrigerator. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest. We can't blame nobody else for that. You can't blame Pharaoh for that. That's on you. Before, we said, oh, well, we didn't have the money to shop at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and, you know, the produce section. Now you got the money? At Red Lobster. <laughs> ain't went grocery shopping, you know. And then when you analyze your bills for the month and see how much you spent on restaurants, my Lord, where were we at? Okay. Right. Are you sitting in an unlocked cell, unnecessarily bound? I did it for a long time, you know, blaming everybody else but where the blame should be. I did it. I hope you're not doing it. And I'm brave enough to say, hey, I did it. I hope you're not doing it. We're not blaming, cannot blame other people. Jesus said, it's done. I did what I had to do. The rest of it is up to you. Mark 11, the gospel corner to Mark, chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Once you get all of the rest of the things in your life in order. My father's the one said it to me first. So I don't know if he said it first to everybody. Excuse me. God don't bless mess. He ain't going to bless you with no boat. You out in, on the lake on Sunday? Can't make it to church because you out on the boat? You know, for some time, when I was in my alcoholism, I wanted a motorcycle. God ain't going to bless me with no motorcycle. I can barely drive a car straight. <laughs> what do you give me a motorcycle for? Break my neck. And again, 
I was one of those children, used to show up for church so I can get $20. You know, after the service, it lasts me for a couple of days. Because I think my parents knew if they'd have gave me like 100 or 200, they were going to send me for about a month. Until it, until it run out, you know. That's how God wants us to be with him. He wants us to show up every morning and say, hey, I need you again. It's almost like being online, you know. If you don't get no Wi-Fi signal, you can't access nothing online. If we're not logged into the Holy Spirit, we're not getting that signal from him, Regularly, we can't access nothing that he has to say to us, which is everything that we need. <clears throat> so I'm a witness. Um, when I moved down to Houston, I thought I was going to do landscaping, <laughs> but it's too hot and it's too hard. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It just didn't work out. It wasn't enough money. It was way too hot. And entirely too much work. I, I got a sales background, sitting at a computer, in the air conditioning, sitting. Well, the furthest e exercise I got was from my desk to the car to go eat. <laughs> that was it. You know. But on the other hand, um, I, I did get alcohol out of my life. That was a miracle. It's some, it's some, it's some witnesses in this room <laughs> that can attest to that miracle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so finally, after, after I got that out of my life, which was one of the biggest obstacles of forms of bondage that I had, um, God was able to work with me. So, I mean, you know, don't try this at home. Um, but it worked out. So I ended up in a city with what I thought I was going to do to make some money and then and, and ended up without none. And I mean, I had never really touched a pressure washer before in my life. And so along with the humidity in Houston comes a lot of mold and mildew. And of course, I never knew any, any, anything about it. Long story short, I got into pressure washing through putting in sprinkler systems, which I got into from doing landscaping with my brother, Pastor Scott II. And so one of his landscape clients, there's going to be a picture here, needed the building wash. And so I had to do a whole bunch, because mostly the only people think of when, what people think of when they think of pressure washing is cars or concrete. You know, and that's, again, that's a lot of hard work, you know. And so... Um, what I stumbled onto, because you know, I've heard the Reverend Doctor, he'll make a way uh, out of no way, uh, you know. <laughs> so, uh, which is, I, I mean, it's literally what happened, you know, because I started doing some research on how to clean this building and ended up finding out that you can clean a big building from the ground. So, um, I got this little, I borrowed this trailer, paint, painted it, and, um, you know, did, and I got some stuff together and built on it as we went generally. And then I started, I found out you can clean roofs because down in Houston, 
the humidity causes a lot of mold, mildew, algae, and stuff, and stuff like that. And a lot of people just don't know how to clean it, and so they pay for you to do it. And so um, that's one of the things, well, I'll mention that in a second. Um, it's you sell people free time. So this is the building. It's uh, actually it's Dr. Dollar's Church, World Changers, down in Houston. So on the left, you see the algae and the mold and the mildew. And I cleaned that whole building from the ground without a ladder um, with that little trailer and all, all, all that kind of stuff. And so you can imagine how many houses I was able to clean just with the know-how. So that literally was a way made out of no way. Amen. And I thank God that we've grown tremendously. Um, that's a different trailer. And now we're cleaning hotels. Um, and our life is abundant. And it's going to be more abundant. But I thank God our lives are abundant now. And it's not because I'm special. I mean, I do believe I'm special. But it's just because he loves me. And he loves everybody else, too. But now I've learned to shift that focus. I know I'm nothing without God. I mean, I need God. Every, I can't take a break from God because I'm going to mess up. And I'm going to mess up hard. And I'm going to mess up quick. I need God. You know, Sister Delmar Mays, when I was in Bible school, where's Miss Chan at? She used to say, read it before you need it. <laughs> you know, so I urge you and beseech you to voluntarily tap into the favor of God. Don't wait till you go in the hospital. Don't wait till you get locked up. Because you can be forgiven and still have to do your life sentence. I don't want a jail ministry. I don't want a hospital ministry ministering to the person next to me. I don't want the poor ministry. You know, I want to minister to the poor by giving them stuff, not next to them. That's not the way I want to represent Christ. So, so, we, so we made it in pretty good time. Before I talk about these nine overcoming practices, there's another thing. Another challenge that I was thinking about that bombarded my head. Um, of course, the company is about three years old. So I'm getting ready. I was, I was at the time getting ready to turn 40. So I'm like, am I too old for this? Am I too old to start over? I mean, because I look at people and I was talking to people. And yeah, they've been doing it 10 years, 20 years. They went to school, got degrees and all that kind of stuff. And I remember there's a book by... Um, Dr. Paul Young Cho, I believe, it's called The Fourth Dimension. And he talks about heaven. And then we're, all, we're, we're called to have heaven on earth. So just to sum it up and put it in, in a nutshell, even if we spent the last 10, 20, 30 years messing around, God's promises are still there for us. He can make that next year so good that you don't even know, you don't remember how bad those last 10 or 11 years were. Right? So even if you were in a situation, bondage, sickness, the wrong marriage, or 
Maybe you were wrong for marriage. Whatever happened in your life, it happened, it's done, it's over, you can't change it. Ain't no need of tripping over it, because can't none of us in this room go back to the past. If we could, we would, but we can't. So it happened, it's done. All that matters is right now and moving forward. That's all that we should be focusing on. Um, so considering am I too old for this? The bottom line is, and this is what I was talking about earlier about selling people free time. It's all about the exchange of value. That's what it boils down to. Any form of business, whatever it is, even Christianity boils down to an exchange of value. Christ said, I'll give you strength for your weakness, joy for your sorrow. That's an awesome exchange of value. And so we represent him to other people. So whatever it is that you like to do or whatever kind of value it is that you have, tap into it, figure it out, and exchange it. Most of us should exchange it for money because it answers all things. The Bible says that. You know, for example, this is something I'm sure everybody can relate to. Most of us know how to cook, but we still go pay the restaurants to give us food. Some of us can cut our own grass or paint, but we still pay people to do it. So what is it, what is it that you can do for somebody else that is worth them paying you to do it? Because that's kind of my marketing strategy is always towards, most of the time, the wife. Because the husband keeps saying, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to clean it. I got a pressure washer. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so they telling me I'm going to do it. And I'm looking at the wife like, he ain't did it. <laughs> and so I try to be nice about it. And I say, well, why don't you let us take care of that? And then you spend the weekend with your wife. Mm -hmm. He can't say no then. <laughs> he can't say no. So we win. <laughs> Amen. All right, here we go. Nine overcoming practices, and then I'll let you go. Seek godly counsel. You got to know God to recognize when people are giving you ungodly counsel. You have to spend time in the word to know what the word says. Although I'm just reminding you of stuff that you've already read or already know, but because I'm basing it with scriptures, you know that it is godly counsel. You can get ungodly counsel from Christians. There was a book while we were in school um, that Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, said that your plans can be thoroughly scriptural, but wrong for you because it's not God's plan for your life. So the only way to get that is by spending time with him. And let me say spending undistracted time with God. That's why, I mean, it's cute, it's fancy to have your phone on a tablet and all of that is nice. But come on, that notification come up, it's going to bug you. 
you're going to swipe down, hit it, and you're going to miss the next five minutes. How many times you picked up your phone to do something, saw one of those notifications, 10 minutes later, you done forgot why you picked up the phone, then got into 30 other things. Okay, so when we spend our time with God, let's get a printed Bible, a notebook, an ink pen, and a dictionary. Cut the computer off. No other gods before me. And if you can't do it, is that a form of bondage? Is that a sign? God is going to be jealous. And again, he's not going to give you something that you're going to use to go away from him. He's not going to give you a person that's going to take you away from him. No matter who or how old you are, if every single person in your life does not add considerably to your life, you are wasting your time with them. That's one of these points when we say lay aside the weight. It could be people. Not a spouse if you're married. <laughs> Seek godly counsel. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of sinners, nor standeth in the way of sinners, sinners, or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know, don't worry about what people say. No matter what you do, it's always going to be people that like it, and it's always going to be people that don't like it. You got a brand new car. You shouldn't have that new car. You, da, 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 da. you can't afford it. Da, 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 da. You got an old car. You need to get a new car. That old raggedy car. <laughs> people going to be people. And they ain't going to never change. So stop listening to them. They can talk. You don't have to respond to that. We get our 24 hours. We only get 60 seconds a minute. What you going to spend, spend it on? Because foolish people are going to be foolish. I just step out the way. All right, cool. Go ahead. I mean, I used to try to sell, sell it. But then what? You know, I can't go home to my wife because I'm all locked up. Ain't worth all that. <laughs> number two. Man, I didn't number these, so we're going to have to. So the next one is make a decision. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Pull the trigger. And go in some direction. It's hard right you mess up. It's hard right you fail. It'll slide into something else. But at least pull the trigger. Do something. You know, my mom tells me I got, I <laughs> had paralysis of analysis. <laughs> I'm trying to set up everything, get everything in order, do all the research. You know, six months later, I ain't started nothing yet. You know, make a decision. Let's just go in one direction. Because if it don't work out, cool, let's cross it off the list and start something else. You'll find your way. God said, James 1.8, I think, draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. You got to make the first step. Make a decision. I think this is three. Get an understanding. Know what you're going to do. Spend some time. There is no substitute for learning and understanding. There is an investment. There is a sacrifice 
in learning. That's why college diplomas mean so much. College degrees and high school diplomas. Yeah, you might not remember the theorem and the, you know, geology and all that stuff. I don't even remember it now. <laughs> but you still got to have a piece of paper to at least show to somebody that you finished something. You completed something in your life. You know something. It, it, it demonstrates the ability to learn. You know, and, and then because you don't want to show up at a customer's house or talking to somebody and they know more about your industry than you do. So you can't fake the phone. You got to know it. Get an understanding. If you're a spouse, get an understanding on what it is to be a spouse. Because it don't just happen. After the dress come off, the, and, and, and they, well, I, I said, okay, I said it wrong, okay. <laughs> After the marriage, the wedding is over, <laughs> and all the centerpieces is gone, and the, and the wedding dress that you spent eight, nine years planning comes off and goes in the closet. Is that better? Is that better? <laughs> After the wedding is over, the marriage begins. You, you know, and then this kind of works in all relationships, but especially in marriage. People got a right to be different. You know, there's no written law that the ketchup should be in the refrigerator or in the cabinet. And there ain't no use of arguing over, just buy another bottle of ketchup. We get crunchy and smooth peanut butter. You don't need to argue over it. I don't want her to hate her sandwiches, and I don't want to hate my sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know how that came from getting an understanding, but, you know, understand what marriage is like. Write down your plan. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 2. And the Lord answered and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run and readeth it. Because you're not going to remember part two, part three, or part four. Stick to the script. Stick to the plan. You can't wing life. You can try, but it's not going to work right. It's a lot more productive if everything is in order. Mm. And another thing, stop looking for templates. You know, it's all right to learn from other people, you know, but it's more than one way to skin a cat. It's, it's, you know, find your way. You know, I mean, innovation is improving on somebody else's invent, invention, true. But find your own way. You know, we don't have to copy people. You know, um, God has individual specific plans for what you've been through in your life. There are some things in my life that I know I've experienced and I understand, and I see somebody else going down that route, and if they want the help, I can help them. Yeah. But, it, but now there's some stuff that other people know and understand that can help. You know, I'm not going to do a nutrition seminar. <laughs> I'm not going to do a health ministry. 
you would be smart not to show up. Because, I mean, I can scripturalize all kinds. I mean, God blessed this meat so we can eat it. You know, I blessed this food, you know. It's scriptural, but it's wrong for me, right? You know, and, and like, um, you know, I could have a how to carry a baby in nine months successfully. You know, ain't nobody going to come to that. I don't know nothing about that. So um, allow God to show you what you've already been through in your life that can help other people. And it's made so easy today. You know, Aaron, I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, y'all can go to Brother Aaron and start your YouTube channel and just start talking to people about what you've been through. People start clicking on, 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 that, on that thing, and money start coming in because you get the views. You know, you write a blog post or something or whatever it is that you want to do, and God will send people your way to help. Amen. You know, and you can help a lot of people that won't even tell you that you helped them. Because you'll see 18,000 views, and ain't none of them liked it. Ain't none of them sent you a message. But you know they watched it. So you know you blessed somebody. And then just keep, and, and then it's always going to be there. Write a plan for whatever it is God told, tells you to do. Write a plan. Stop wasting time. Come on. Um, Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and, all, and his righteousness which is his way of doing things, and all these things shall be added unto you. Of course, you know the chapter starts out, what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what, 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 what you're going to eat. When I wake up, that's the first thing I'm thinking about. <laughs> or where you're going to sleep, or what you're going to wear. The Bible says, don't, you know, Jesus himself said, don't worry about that. Just worry about what God wants you to do and how he wants you to do it. He'll take care of the rest of the stuff. You know, just like the lilies in the field, as beautiful as they are, they didn't do it. He did it. Birds of the air, they ain't, they ain't got no jobs, but they eat every single day. Some of them end up on your car. It's a good reminder. God is feeding the birds. <laughs> So I ain't got to worry about what I'm going to do. <laughs> Shoot. Y'all going to go out and look in the car like, hey, man. <laughs> oh, so stop wasting time fretting and worrying. Trust him. He did it before. It's a whole lot of people that didn't wake up. It's a whole lot of, I mean, we can go on and on and on, but it's depressing, you know, about what happened to other, other people and other families. Don't sweat it. Just stay focused and keep on going. The same, the same chapter said, don't worry about tomorrow. Significant is the evil of today. We got enough to deal with today than sweating and worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Be ready for it, but don't sweat over it. Get organized. God don't bless mess. We, are, we should be productive people. Um, one of my favorite apps is Evernote. Some people just like notebooks, binders, tabs, file cabinets, whatever it is. Know what you got. Know what you need. 
Know where you're trying to go, know what you're trying, which goes along with having a vision, right. a scorecard along the way. And hey, I'm first to tell you, celebrate every, <laughs> everything that comes along the way, celebrate it. Yeah. You know, it's not always the end goal that you're shooting for because is it ever going to end? So every time you check off a goal, you know, I started with one trade. I got a next one. Yay. You know, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I got one contract. Now I'm going to celebrate the next one, you know. Um, but don't celebrate if you ain't did nothing. <laughs> nope. No cake for you. We got to make progress. So we got to do our part to be organized and Again, with the get understanding, I'm sure it's free classes here at a library somewhere, some free classes online. Learn Word, learn the internet, learn PowerPoint, learn what you don't know. You have to do it. Ask Blockbuster Video. The guy that owned Redbox worked. <laughs> He went to Blockbuster and said, hey, I got this idea. They say, you tripping. We straight. <laughs> Couple years later, mm-hmm. Netflix exploded. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster imploded. <laughs> Closed up. Mm-hmm. Bet you ain't mad about it now. We were just at my nephew's graduation, and the uh, keynote speaker was talking about all the things that happened in the last 18 years iPhones, iPads, Google. We got to stay with it. We, we have to. We have to, you know. And it's unfortunate where kids can do a whole lot of stuff online, have access to a whole lot of stuff online just because you don't want to learn the technology. It's unfortunate. I'm not blaming you. I'm not throwing rocks at you. But we have to know and be organized and well understood on what we're responsible for. We have to. Here we go. Lay aside the weights. I don't know which number this is. Seven. All right, so we've got three more. Lay aside the waste, and spouses, it's not your spouse. Um, it's, you know, TV shows that you recorded that you watch. If you spend every week, stumping on my own toes. You spend every week watching Scandal and all this other foolishness, Empire, How to Get Away with Murder, and The Catch, and Love and Hip Hop. You know, if you don't spend at least an hour a week in undistracted prayer, which one is your God? You record it to make sure you don't miss it and stay on top of it. And you ask, and, 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 and then, you know, you want to blame God for something that's not happening in your life. And he's like, I'm here on Thursday nights. Where you at? Every Thursday. Which, which one is your God? It's a hard truth, you know, but we can get for it. We, 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 we can go, go for it. Expect to win. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. 
expect to win. Um, the Apostle Paul mentions a whole lot of stuff in uh, Romans chapter 8, 37, 38, and 39. But it says, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. So all of the stuff that is binding us, the issues that we're facing, we can more than beat them down. We are more than conquerors. So you can overcome it. You just, we have to just do it. It's all there. We just got to do it. And we, we have to eliminate the distractions out of our life. One of the things, again, I think this is eight. Oh, okay. So, okay, yeah, that was the last one. All right. Flush your mind. You know, if I had a cup of Coke. <laughs> okay. I would probably drink it. But anyway. <laughs> if I had a cup of Coke and a pitcher of water, pour it in the cup, it's going to push all the Coke out. That's what we got to do with our minds and our hearts and our spirits. All that foolishness we didn't let in. And it's a struggle. It's a constant struggle. Every day, all day. Romans chapter, I think, 7, you know, talks about the contrary life. The spirit and the flesh are contrary. But we stuck with that fight. We can overcome it, but it's going to be there. We just got to fight it. No other gods before him. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, Salvation Temple Church and brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, man, that eliminates a whole bunch of TV shows <laughs> and websites. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. <laughs> Boom, that's all the rest of them right there. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, good report. So the gospel stuff, TMZ, ew, I don't think there's anything good on any of their reports. Man, so I mean, I can't watch no TV. You might as well cut off cable. <laughs> Save some money. Um, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So everything else that is not on that list is clogging up our minds, our lives, our hearts, and our spirits, and it's contrary to us being what God has called us to be. Amen. Amen. I hope that blessed you. Thank you. That's it? Okay, that's it. Thank you. Okay, yeah, I'm proud. And I got the K help it. But uh, bless the Lord. How awesome a word we've heard. And uh, it's really, really true. And when you apply the things that you've heard, God will. Hmm? Yes, he will. He will bring to pass his purpose, his plan in our lives. In Jesus' name. And you can start out talking about it's all about money. 
But then when you deal with the situation, you find out that it's the choices that we make that can bring to pass the blessing that's desired in our lives when we will follow through on what it is that God has called us to do. Excellent, excellent, excellent message. Give a hand clap again to Carlin Lamont Scott. <clears throat> 43? You said you, you turned 43? Woo! I don't know about y'all. I'm keep holding on, though. Amen. Let me invite you to stand up on your feet if you will. Let's take this opportunity time. Uh, just to mention um, just some of the little technical differences uh, were, were going on because we had a new connection with the computer back there. But we do have and will have this message available on CD. And in a little while, it'll be up on YouTube. So you can get to see that there and catch up on anything you think you may have missed on today. But nonetheless, we believe the presence of God, hey, manifest in the message today. So let me invite those of you who are here, those of you on the call, those of you watching, to let me present to you the gospel. That gospel is found in the gospel according to John chapter 3, verse number 16. I want us to very strongly read these words out loud and mean it from our heart. Ready? Read. For God, mm-hmm. that what happened? And that's the gospel, awesome presentation of God's love. This gospel points us to salvation. Salvation is found in Romans chapter 10, verse number 9. There, those words are on the screen as well. Would you open your mouth, read them out loud? Ready? Read that if thou shalt confess. Yes. Uh-huh. What happens? What happens? What happens? Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that awesome God is able to manifest in your life the blessings that he declares. No matter what happened yesterday, no matter what happened last month, no, no matter what happens as was said in the message. Years and years and years ago, all that's gone. You start right now. New day, new mercy. And God is faithful to his word. So let's pray this prayer together out loud. Say, God in heaven. I thank you for today. I believe that your word is true. I recognize your great love for me from the gospel according to John. You love me so much. You sent your son Jesus to die for me. You raised him from the dead for me. And I now receive Jesus as my Savior, my Master, and I make Jesus the Lord of my life. And I thank you, Father, that I declare that I am born again. I am saved. And I thank you for your love in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, thank you so very much for those of you on YouTube. Go to our website, stc.church. We're working, making improvements there. You can find out more information about salvation and get opportunities about our conference call and other things going on here at the ministry. Those of you on the